The scripture this morning for the sermon is taken from Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 10. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord, and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones come together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breath, from the four winds, Breathe into this sling, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. This morning we have Reverend Ting with his uh, sermon entitled Expository Preaching. The vision statement for our general conference this, uh, for these four years it's a renewed church, and we have uh, one team each for each year. Yeah, there's empowering churches, enriching families, enhancing education, engaging the nation. Instead of going through one theme throughout the whole year, for us, for our church, we decided to preach on a different series of uh, according to, to these four topics throughout the year. So we'll have four series per year. So each quarter will focus on each uh, theme. That's what we do in FMC. So for this beginning of the year, we'll start from uh, empowering, the, empowering churches. So today we'll focus on uh, preaching, since preaching is uh, the core of the church. Let us pray. Lord, send your Spirit to lead us. The Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, that you lead us into your Word and help us to learn your Word and obey your Word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. When we talk about preaching, how will you rate pastors? How many stars will you give this pastor? <laughs> Zero? One? Two? We will rate preachers, right? Although we don't say it aloud, deep down in our heart, we will give them a rating. Yeah, we will say, oh, this, this preacher is good. Yeah, he come to our church. 
Uh, so you must come. Yeah, he is good. He is good. So you need to come to listen to his sermon. So whenever you, you see a good preacher coming, then you invite your friends, your family members to come. And now we have live streaming. It's very convenient. If you go, go somewhere, go out station, go vacation, it's okay. You can watch again on YouTube, on Facebook, right? So you'll send the link, forward the link, or oh, this preacher is good. You must listen to his sermon. You recommend good preachers to others. For those with, not to say bad rating, <laughs> just uh, the preacher that you, you think is not so good, you say, um, uh, maybe just he don't suit me. Yeah, I cannot get his point. Well, yeah, so uh, maybe it's my, my problem. <laughs> yeah, some may say in that way, uh, you cannot get, get the preacher's points. And we know there are preachers that are quite weak in preaching. When we talk about preaching, you think this is a boring sermon. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, I will not go through this passage uh, in a very technical way. And instead, we will use this vision uh, from Ezekiel as a view to look into preaching. When we talk about preaching, who bears responsibility? Who bears responsibility for preaching? Of course, pastor, right? <laughs> pastor need to preach. The preachers need to preach. Yes, you are right. Preachers are responsible to preach. That is the preacher's job. In this passage, uh, Ezekiel chapter 37, it's talking about uh, Ezekiel as a prophet. He's captured um, by Babylon, Babylonians and brought to Babylon. So he is living there as a captive. So during that period of time, then God showed a vision to him. And this is one of the visions. Throughout Ezekiel, is, there are a lot of visions that God showed Ezekiel. And it's very interesting. You can read through the whole book uh, and, and look at all those visions. For this part of the passage, God is showing them a vision of the future, a vision of hope that God will revive, will bring back His own people, those who are dead, God will bring them alive. There's a vision that God showed Ezekiel. The bone, the white bones that are very dry, that described in the passage, is regarded is regarding uh, the whole Israelites. That is um, said in verse eleven. Verse eleven saying, "Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of." Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. From their, their perspective, they have no hope at all. Even they are, uh, they live in Babylon as captive. They don't see hope to go back to their own land. They don't see hope that Israel, Israel, 
they have they can come together again. They don't have such hope. And that's the vision that we want to look at and we relate to preaching. And let's uh, look at verses 1 to 3 again. Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 to 3. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out of out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of, the, of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that, are, that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. God asked Ezekiel, can these white bones live again? Ezekiel said, only you know. You alone know. For me, that's the feeling as a preacher. If you ask me, can my sermon change a person? When I think of someone that is very hard, I'll say, no. No way. I cannot change him or her. That's stubborn. He's very stubborn. I cannot change him. But if God asks me this question, then I can only say, only you know. I don't know. I cannot do anything. I cannot change him. That's the feeling of a preacher. I want to say no, definitely no way. But I cannot deny God's power. God can do his work. So I can only say, only Lord, you know. When, we, when I preach, when we preach, we are not preaching for, um, for a target of uh, life-changing or revival. Of course, I expect those things will happen. People will change, revival will come. We expect that, but that is not the responsibility of, the, of a preacher to make life change and to revive, bring revival to the people. But I preach is because I'm called to preach. That message is very clearly stated in this passage. Please look at verse 7 saying, So I prophesied as I was commanded. Ezekiel said, I prophesied as I was commanded. And that repeats again at verse 10. He said, I prophesied as he commanded me. The same phrase appeared at these two verses. It's God's command that he preach. To a preacher, our responsibility is to preach, but not because of we want life, uh, we don't preach for life to change. Of course, we expect those things happen, but we preach neglecting all the outcome because 
we are called to preach, just merely because we are called to preach. That's the life of a preacher, because God commanded, and we preach. That's the only reason. As Paul said to Timothy, that he must preach, whether in season or out of season. In Second Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, saying, let us read together. Preach the word, be prepared, in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage, with great patience and careful instruction. Preach the word, be prepared, in season and out of season. That's the message that Paul gave, gave uh, Timothy. So as preachers, we need to be prepared in season or out of season to preach the Word of God. When I was in seminary, uh, part of my nightmare, <laughs> when I go intern, uh, go for internship in a church, we go to the same church throughout the year, every weekend. Um, there's once, I think, in the early of the year, maybe March or somewhere. Uh, I go to that church uh, for internship, then I need to join all the uh, meetings, their church services, all the ministries, most of the ministries that I need to join. And one day, I joined their uh, fellowship meetings. And as usual, I, ca I came and then uh, chit-chat with the friends, uh, hang around, chit-chat with them. And then when the meeting start, we take a seat and the meeting started. Uh, like just now, that's uh, what we do, we sing songs and then pastor pray. Yeah, in the meeting, someone pray. And then he prayed that, uh, oh God, give uh, the theological students' wisdom to share the word of God, blah, blah, blah. My mind go blank. Seems like everyone know that it's me sharing, except me. Sounds like everyone know, except me. So, my mind goes blank, so what to do? They, they are praying, and then after the announcement, then I have to share. So what to share with uh, unprepared. So that's my part of my nightmare <laughs> during my intern. But uh, during that time, my, I feel very angry. How come you people don't tell me I'm the, I'm, I'm the one who shared the message? I'm not prepared, so how? Should I say no? It's very difficult. I've, I feel like saying no. And when I think of these people coming to a fellowship meeting, if they we just end the meeting with nothing, then I I can hardly do that. So I quickly think of a passage that, that I know and I go and share. Be prepared in season and out of season. For preachers, we need to be prepared to help people to speak to different person, to help them to move on. And that nightmare 
actually happened for another time in the same year. But that time I'm prepared <laughs> because I know I need to get ready, ever ready for that kind of situation. Uh, if this happened here, I'm sure Reverend Tao will explode. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, this, this, kinds of, this kinds of nightmare never ha- happen again. It's preacher's responsibility to preach, whether in season or out of season, because we are called to do so. Then who else bears responsibility when we talk about preaching? Listeners. Listeners are responsible to listen. We look at verse, verses 4 to 6. Verse 4. Then he said to me, Prophecy to those bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make brave, I will make brave enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I'll put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. God asked Ezekiel to speak to the dry bones, saying, listen the word of God. So be part of Preaching, the listeners are responsible to listen. And that is very important. We, we have ears to listen, we have eyes to see. But oftentimes, we may not get the message even we see and even we hear it. And God also um, commanded His people the same thing. In Isaiah chapter 6, verses 8 to 9, saying, Shall we read together? Oh, sorry. Should be English. <laughs> together. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here I am. Send me. He said, Go and tell these people, Be ever hearing, but never understanding be ever seeing, but never perceiving. We are very familiar with the first part of these two verses. Uh, verse 8. The Lord called Isaiah to serve him, and then God sent him. Uh, Isaiah re- replied, he responded, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. Right after that, what is the message that God wants him to preach? You are deaf. You are blind. <laughs> this is a very hard message to preach, right? You these blinded people. You these deaf people. <laughs> Can't you hear God's word? Can't you see God's working among you? That's the message that God wants him to send to his people. So the problem of hearing is not only a problem of 
uh, of us. And also, um, those in the olden, earlier days, those Israelites, they don't listen to God, although they live as a nation of God. And also, even they see God's work, miraculous work among them, they still cannot recognize that as the work of God. So they are blinded. They are deaf. Our background will affect our focus when we listen to sermons. Our professional, uh, most of us are, all of us are professions, <laughs> professional in certain areas, certain field, and that will affect us in uh, when we hear the sermon. We'll focus on certain points that we know much about it. Yeah, especially when the preacher talk about something that related to your job, then you know, you may say you know better than the preacher. Yeah. Then you have a lot of commands in your heart. Then your focus has been shifted to that point. Your character may affect you. Some people will, um, will feel uh, emotional with some part of the sermon and you keep your focus on that part. And some people, uh, due to the family background, races, and you will have different focuses when you listen to sermons. And that might affect the real focus, the main focus of the whole sermon. Be good listeners. A few years back, there's one, uh, once we have pastor school that I think is very interesting. Uh, pastor school is for all the pastors to have something like on-job training. <laughs> all of us will gather and have, uh, have a course. And that year, I find it interesting because everyone gets different points. Although we attended the same course throughout the same time, having the same speaker, listening to the same sermons, but turn out we have we get the different points, we have different focuses. So some are very angry. They feel like all their efforts are denied by the speaker. We did so many ministries, we think we are good. But how come you say we did too much? Yeah, church are too bulky. So they are angry. Another group of people, they are happy. Uh, church should have, should have less ministries and we should have more times with families and so on. We should have uh, more times to focus on the right thing. And some of them uh, are happy about what the speaker has said. And some worry about some um, uh, problem that we don't think may not be an issue because the, the speaker doesn't manage so uh, all kinds of focuses among uh, in the ground. We are all pastors. It's a pastor school. <laughs> and turn out, all of us get different messages. And I think how many people did get the main focus right? And I think for a church. How about the congregation? 
can we get the focus right about the sermon? That's important as a listener. We can have a test after this sermon, after the service uh, today or somewhere later in your small group or in your family, those worship online at home. After today's service, then you share a point that you heard. Everyone share one and then compare. Don't copy my points. <laughs> that won't be real. Yeah. Just just share what you think is important, one point throughout this sermon. And then everyone share one, then you compare. How big is the difference? And and let's see. <laughs> I think it will be fun. Because different people will get different focus. When we talk about preaching, who else bears responsibility? It's Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is responsible to revive. He brings revival. He brings the dead white bones to life. Let's look at verses 7 to 10. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. And look, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophecy to the breath. Prophecy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says, Come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. In Old Testament, the word, the term wind and spirit is the same term. It's the same term, same word. So this word is also uh, often used to refer to Holy Spirit, the word of Holy Spirit. Although Holy Spirit is not mentioned, uh, not really mentioned in Old Testament uh, so clearly as Holy Spirit. But when in the passage of Old Testament, whenever it talks about winds, the Spirit, quite often it refers to Holy Spirit. And Jesus also used wind to describe the work of Holy Spirit. In John chapter 3, verse 8, Jesus said, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear a sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from of where it is going. So it is with so it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The work of Holy Spirit is like wind. We cannot trace when will he work and where will he work and who will he work on. So just like preaching, we preach and we don't know where God works. I cannot trace. I don't know where will Holy Spirit work. But we can see, we can feel. He is working. What is the work 
of Holy Spirit. Jesus described in John chapter 14, 26, saying, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Jesus described the work of Holy Spirit as two main points here. The first is teach. He will teach you all things. He will teach you. The second is remind. He will remind you of everything that you have learned. So that's the work of Holy Spirit. So as a listener, we open up ourselves to Holy Spirit. He will work in us. He will remind you maybe a certain thing that happened before in your life that you need to settle it. Maybe there's a broken relationship that you need to repair. Uh, someone just came, came out in your mind. That's the reminding of Holy Spirit. As you study the Word of God, the Word dwell in you. That's the work of Holy Spirit. When you read the Bible, when you listen to sermon, or even do something else, the Word of God just pop up and remind you that's the work of Holy Spirit. And that's how He works among us. One of the um, students of Disciple Cost, uh, some year back, he shared about his life uh, as he, he joined Disciple Cost. Uh, before that, uh, he don't really, um, really think about who is disciple. But when he go, go through the course halfway, uh, he shared with us his testimony. Before, before that period of time, uh, throughout these few years, uh, especially during MCO, for the college students, they are sitting exams online. Yeah, they have exams online, so uh, they will gather some of their friends together and then do the exam together. Yeah, so in a way, they are cheating. <laughs> uh, help you, you help me. We do the exam together. Yeah, with your letter, you and with your letter, I, with my letter, we can do it. So that, that's what happened uh, all the time. But that time, after a while, he joined the uh, course. Uh, when the time come near to the exam, then Holy Spirit reminded him that he is a disciple. He is a disciple of Jesus Christ. He shouldn't do that. So he rejected his friends and he decided to do his exam by his own. But all the others, cosmetics, they do together. <laughs> so that's the environment. And that's the work of Holy Spirit. Help him to go through help him and guide him into a holy life. When we talk about preaching, expository preaching, I'm not really explaining the term, uh, a bit technical, <laughs> but I want to conclude with uh, what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 to 6. Let us read together. What, after all, is Apollos? And why is Paul only servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord has assigned to, to each his task? 
and planted the seed. Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. When we talk about preaching, preachers are meant to preach. That is the responsibility of preachers. That is the calling of preachers. That they are assigned the task to preach. For listeners, we are the soil. What kind of soil you are? Are you the good soil? Are you the soil with shallow soil with rocks around? Are you the soil with all kinds of weeds that you can hardly grow and bear fruit? What kind of soil you are? What kind of listener you are? That's the responsibility as a listener. We need to clear the land of our heart for the word of God. And God, Holy Spirit, He will walk, He will work among us and revive us. Make the seed grow. That is the work the responsibility of Holy Spirit. So we play different role when we talk about preaching. And these three parties are the most important that we need to uh, be aware of. So I just remind the task that I gave. Yeah, share a point um, in your small group or in your families. A point that you have heard, yeah. Don't don't say after my points, yeah. <laughs> and then compare, then you will know um, uh, what points that you have got, and think about it. Why you get such points? How come the other people give different points? When you compare, when you think about it, it will be fun. Yeah. Let us pray. Lord, give you thanks. For you are the God of truth. You gave us your word and sent your spirit, the spirit of truth, to help us in your word day by day, week by week. Through our daily devotion, through, through the uh, preaching, Lord, you help us to dwell in you and you in me. Lord, help us to grow and help us to be good listeners of your word so that we hear your word. Not only merely hear your word and do nothing and don't understand your word, but Lord, help us to truly hear your word that your word may dwell in our heart. Lord, we pray that you send your spirit to help us to remind us of your word every day. We give thanks to you in Jesus Christ's name. We pray. Amen.